Hey, yo, it's your boy Jerry, the TR expert Washington, and we're here in the basement of General Fitness Company Studio here in Ballakinwood, Pennsylvania, recording episode number 24. Number 24, you know, it's kind of funny, that's Kobe Bryant's number, I'm just thinking of this. Do you think that Kobe Bryant was so conceited? You know, don't get it twisted, not unlike any other athlete, right? If you're a pro athlete, you have to be somewhat, uh, <laughs> somewhat conceited, maybe outwardly or inwardly, but... Either way, you have to be somewhat conceited to be able to think that you're going to be the best in the world at something, right? So anyways, um, do you think that Kobe Bryant, with the number 24, that he was just that much better than Jordan? He's like, I'm a little bit better than Jordan. I'm not 23. I'm one better. I'm 24. I don't know. Just something to think about. I think that's what he did because I know in Kobe Bryant, that's something that he would do. <laughs> so anyways, kind of speaking along the lines of athletes and uh, and performance. We're going to be talking today about performance, specifically performance enhancing drugs. Los drogas! Yeah, buddy. We're going to be talking about drugs, not in that weird, kind of crazy, doing heroin and trying to get, <laughs> trying to get wilding out in the weight room. I don't even know. Can you do heroin and work out? You probably, your heart would probably explode. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't suggest you, uh, you try that out, but maybe you, uh, we should invite our make-believe Bob over <laughs> to uh, try out that, um, that heroin slash workout <laughs> routine and see how it goes. Anyways, so um, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to talk today about performance-enhancing drugs and uh, how they affect your workout. Should you take them? Should you not take them? Um, if you are going to take them, are there good ones to take? Uh, so, you know, this is kind of along the lines of, uh, I think, a couple episodes ago, we talked about supplements and sleep. I wanted to delve in a little bit more into the supplement realm, more so the performance-enhancing drug realm, which is a little different than supplements. Supplements are like natural and stuff, and um, supplements are not really meant to like perform enhance your performance in the same way that uh, performance-enhancing drugs do. You know, a lot of them are illegal, whereas supplements, uh, for the most part, I think they're all legal. I don't know of any supplements. I think the definition of a supplement is probably that it's legal. And then a performance-enhancing drug is not legal. I might be wrong on that. You're more than welcome to Google that or just take my word for it. That's probably the best bet. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're going to get start, start on this episode number 24. Jerry does drugs. Let's go. Alright, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about performance-enhancing drugs and how they affect or do not affect your workout. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting. I used to be a track athlete back in the day. I, <laughs> I almost caught myself and said I, could, I still consider myself to be, but no. <laughs> I just run to stay in shape now. I was trying to sprint the other day and I was like, ooh, I'm a little, I feel heavy and my knees don't lift like they used to. I thought this would never happen to me. So kids, if you're listening to this, if you're under the age of 30, this will happen to you. No matter what you do to take care of yourself, time marches on and progress keeps going. And eventually, the body just doesn't do what it used to. So, because it doesn't do what it used to, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> they obviously supplement. Or um, if they want to get that real performance, if they really want to get, like, superhuman strength, they go into um, performance-enhancing drugs. Now, um, 
I don't want to go too much into the science and stuff of this because, you know, you don't tune in for the science. You tune in for the, uh, for the mindset and, and the exercise stuff, but you don't want to hear about macros and Krebs cycles and all the other stuff because I don't want to talk about that. That's kind of my profession, <laughs> but I don't think that's what you want to hear about. And if you do want to hear about it, you're more than welcome to come and visit me here in Bala Kenwood or... Write me an email, info at gentlefitnesscompany.com. But for the most part, today we're going to be talking in a general sense, and we're going to be telling you right now that if you're trying to enhance your performance, I personally, Jerry Washington, I will not not endorse that. <laughs> now, let me tell you what I mean, and that actually kind of goes along. It's going to, we're going to tie this all into the real world life lesson. Because you know I love to do those at the end of our at the end of our physical fitness talk. So, um, what? Why I'm not against you taking performance enhancing drugs in certain senses. Not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. Like steroids, that's illegal. You know all these all these other drugs that are just like will totally have adverse side effects. That I do not agree with. Like, I'm not down for, like, shrinking the nuts so that your chest can get bigger. <laughs> you know? Just get out there and do some work. You know, just lift, lift heavier. <laughs> right? Or I'm not into, um, you know, um, the, the, uh, the deer antler stuff or deer piss or whatever the hell that is. Well, who knows? Maybe that doesn't have any effect. But, um, I don't know. Ray, Rice, or Ray Lewis used it and he killed somebody. So who, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he's the only person I know that, that, uh, that took that stuff, and on top of that, he, uh, killed somebody. For, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ray Lewis was a linebacker in, in the NFL, and he was accused of murder, and pretty much, he got off scot-free because of some, well, probably some friends and some money. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, he got off scot-free, and then he played in the Super Bowl, and they were talking about he had this deer antler stuff that he was using that they, that they banned the next year. So anyways, that, that's neither here nor there. Who knows if it caused him, to, caused him to murder somebody. Maybe that wasn't correlated at all. I'm pretty sure it wasn't correlated, but I'm not taking anything that a murderer was, <laughs> was taking to enhance his performance. I don't agree with those ones that have adverse side effects, like really bad side effects. Some of them do have like, I mean, everything you do is going to have an effect and a side effect. Everything has an action and an equal, equal and opposite reaction. We know this is like a Newton's first law of physics. I think that's right. Man, if, I, if, I, if that's right off the top of my head, I have to uh, applaud myself. I don't have a re crack research team here, so that's off the top of my head. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, the first law of physics is the object of motion stays in motion. But let's just say that I'm right. <laughs> let's just say it's the second law of, second law of physics. But anyways, um, so what I'm trying to say here is that like, if you're doing something that's just going to totally offset the, the benefits, like if it's something that's going to cause long-term side effects, but the, the benefits are short-term, then... Uh, I can't say that it's it's worth it, you know. Um, but the and pretty much every drug, every performance enhancing quote unquote drug out there has pretty adverse side effects. So even though I did say that, like you know, I'm not against it. 
I can also say that I'm also not for it. So I know that's going to be confusing and it seems like a contradiction. But if you really think about it, it's like, for me, it's like, if you really, really want it, then go for it. I'm not here to knock anybody's happiness. If it's going to make you feel happy, then go for it. But if you really want real results and you want to live a long and healthy life, I mean... If you want to increase your probability of living a long and healthy life, because who knows, you could step off the curb tomorrow and get hit by a bus, and you'd be like, damn, I should have took steroids. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not, actually. You probably wouldn't say that if you got hit by a bus. Maybe. Maybe if you use the steroids, you'd be able to stop the bus. I don't know. But anyways... Uh, for the most part, I would say that um, the, your, your best interest is try to try to uh, just do it naturally. So along the lines of naturally, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's kind of works in the natural way. It's like I was talking about supplements, but one of those thing, one of those supplements slash performance enhancing quote unquote drugs that I would really suggest that I actually took back in the day was it's called creatine now there's a lot of studies that show that pretty much out of all the performance performance enhancing drugs in the world the best one that you can take is with the least adverse side effects with the most benefits to your actual anaerobic workouts meaning your lifts your lifts and your short bursts of uh activity it's creatine creatine is top notch number one everything else is either A, illegal, or B, just not as effective. So, if you're looking to do something with your, with your training and you are looking to quote-unquote performance-enhancing drug route, then yes, I would say your best bet then is to rock and roll with uh, some creatine. So yeah, <laughs> but it's all about that natural stuff. You know, today, uh, today's culture is all about getting more and more natural and more and more organic, and we're kind of getting along the lines of... Um, understanding a little bit more about our lives and kind of why we're here as human beings and we're kind of delving into the the uh the depths of humanity if if you will as a, as a culture and as the as a human race all together i want to tie that tie that into our real world life example i want to tie then this performance enhancing drugs into this real world life example because i think it's really really important that we understand that um so I want to let you know, uh, Broham, that, you know, it's really all about, the important thing is really all about, like, just doing the work, you know? So what it just seems like, you know, is nowadays it's like the key to happiness for anybody is obviously progress. That's part one. Progress is super, super important. But part two is actually learning something from your experiences. And I would say that, yes, you can possibly learn faster from your experiences if you take steroids or if you take these performance enhancing and enhancing drugs because you can get through these challenges faster but the thing is that just like with anything in life the good things come to those who wait <laughs> and I have to tell myself that too as, an, as, a, as a fledgling entrepreneur heading into year two uh, because <laughs> I always wanted to be a millionaire off the bat and I'm sure, like, you probably undertake things and you probably like, oh, how come I'm not losing weight or how come I'm not, you know, um, making more money or how come I don't have more friends in my life? And I think I understand where you're coming from, obviously, like I just said with my example about being an entrepreneur. But I think there's something to be said about actually learning from your experiences and uh, 
building character uh, based on these challenges that you are um, that you're faced with. You know, because um, if you're constantly just like just skipping over the challenges and you're just kind of finding shortcuts, as the, as the Amish say, that a fence that goes up fast also falls down fast. So if you're skipping over with shortcuts and skipping over the lessons that you might learn, yeah, you might reach success, but the key is that once you get to a certain level, you can't skip anymore. And those lessons that you should have learned beforehand, well, Broham, you didn't learn them, so you're bound to go backward. That's kind of like that tortoise and the hare metaphor that I was talking about a couple episodes ago, is that um, maybe you're going to go fast and you're going to hit those, you know, hit those heavy weights with steroids and you're going to, you know, be able to go further with like your, your blood doping or, or, or whatever you want to say. But I think at the end of the day, if you are um, actually putting in the work, learning how it feels to like burn it out in that last rep and, um, and uh, you know, take that, extra, take that extra mile or whatnot when you're super gassed, that um, you build character and you build yourself to be up as a stronger human being. I think it's important that you have that strength of character so that those challenges, because I think this is what, to, to me, because to me, that's, this is what exercise is all about. Exercise is not about you lifting the most weights or being in the fittest of shape. You know, you know, I always tell my clients that like when we work out, this is probably going to be the hardest part of your day. And not because like, you know, I'm trying to punish them or not because they have really easy jobs, but it's because, because I'm trying to challenge them in a way that they just aren't going to be challenged any other place. You know, I'm trying to challenge them mentally, I'm trying to challenge them physically, and um, I'm trying to challenge them a little bit emotionally. And uh, you might get that at work, but obviously you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be sitting down trying to solve problems while you're doing push-ups. I try to instill lessons that you can take to uh, take with you to where, to take with you out, out of these doors. So that's what it's really all about. It's like, you know, performance enhancing drugs are great. But I think it takes away from this one aspect of challenging yourself and learning from your, learning from your um, adversity. Now, <clears throat> I hate to go on because I try to keep these relatively short, but I do have to play devil's advocate on this one because they're going along the lines of what I did, just did say with today's culture and getting into meditation and being um, more into... Um, these almost we're almost getting back into the psychedelic culture again that we had in the 60s where people are starting to do different types of psychedelic drugs and you see marijuana is getting legalized in uh in all across the country well it's starting to <laughs> so um you got to think about this is that like we're starting to hit this cultural revolution where we're drugs are becoming more and more accepted because people are actually having life-changing experiences from these drugs. Now let me explain what I mean and why I'm trying to um, play the devil's advocate with the performance-enhancing drugs uh, scenario. So you see, with these psychedelic drugs and these people that are actually getting, um, the, getting these, uh, these results from the psychedelic drugs, they are actually finding that once they take these drugs, obviously they're not just taking them on their own and just like being healed from whatever that's happening in their lives. But these people that are going to like shamans down in South America and um, uh, are people that have been with the, you know, the Indian 
gurus and you know all these people that are uh, make concoctions and formulas that probably aren't legal anywhere but in their town or village. Like these people that are um, are actually have been influ influencing the American science. Now uh, American science. I've seen uh, a couple articles I was looking at before I started the podcast, and I saw that they're actually trying to use magic mushrooms. Believe it or not, they're trying to use magic mushrooms in a scientific manner. And they've shown that these magic mushrooms, I can't remember the actual scientific name for magic mushrooms, but you know what I'm talking about. If you, <laughs> if you have a party bone in your body, you know what I mean when I'm talking about magic mushrooms. It's not the ones that you have on your pizza. Uh, but they found that the people that have actually taken these magic mushrooms uh, under, obviously, spiritual, not spiritual guidance, but under under guidance from scientists or under support from um, from scientists, these people that have been taking mushrooms, they've actually had long-lasting benefits that um, coincided with their um, their mushroom taking. So, for instance, they had people that took mushrooms and they stopped drinking. Uh, a couple of ladies were talking about how they t they stopped smoking completely and they saw life in a different way. And uh, a lot of these people are giving are have been given these um, magic mushrooms in lieu of the, their cancer. And they've actually experienced the fact of, they've actually experienced a feeling of euphoria and an acceptance of death and a realization that death is uh, nothing to be afraid of, at least for them. I'm still afraid of death, I ain't gonna lie, I don't wanna die. <laughs> but um, these people that have taken these mag magic mushrooms uh, have seen that. And where I'm trying to go, where I'm going with this, it's not that you should take magic mushrooms and work out. <laughs> Again, you can try that experiment out with Bob. Uh, maybe heroin with him first in the workout. And then uh, if he's still alive, try some magic mushrooms and see what happens with Bob. And then share the podcast with him. <laughs> but uh, no, for real. No, what, what I want to um, share with you is that what happens with these people that are taking these magic mushrooms is that they have a permanent change in their mindset. So essentially what happens is that these people that have these imbalances with the depression or have these imbalances uh, because of uh, smoking or, or uh, there's a, a myriad of, 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 of instances where people have taken these magic mushrooms and they've felt a difference in their lives. But the, the fact of the matter is that Whatever you believe about depression or, or addiction or whatever is that to change your behavior, you have to first change your mind. And even though you might be in, you might be depressed and you can't just say snap out of it. You can't tell somebody that's depressed to snap out of it. You can offer them something that maybe gives them the realization that they should snap out of it. So what I'm saying here is that you can't tell somebody to snap out of it. But if you give something that give them something that changes their reality, that alters their perception, that all of a sudden you can change their behavior by changing their mindset and changing the way they think. And if you change the way they think, they think for long enough and that stays permanent in some way, then all of a sudden then you completely change the person. So that's what I'm trying to get at is that yeah, there's two sides to this and it's it's a lot of times with these kind of controversial subjects, you're going to have almost like, a, you're almost going to have a, a dichotomy of, of, of uh, you're going to have these dichotomy of beliefs 
And if you, you're going to have, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a hypocrisy. It's almost like you're, hypocr- you're being a hypocrite in your own mind. But if you're smart enough, you can have two opposing views in your mind. You can have, you know, I understand, well, this might work in this situation, but this probably won't work every time for someone if you're trying to have long-term success. So, yes, performance-enhancing drugs to a certain extent do change your mind, do change your mindset. Say, for instance, if you're trying to take like an energy drink, even though it's not really a performance-enhancing drug, it's kind of not really a supplement. So I would say that's more of a performance-enhancing drug than a supplement. And yes, that does work to change your mind, and it changes your behavior, and it changes how your workout goes. If you're not feeling your workout, and you take a, uh, if you take a pre-workout, those performance-enhancing you know, rip fuel or whatever the hell they have you, and you don't die from it, obviously, you don't overdose, but that can change your mind, that can change your workout, and it give you a more effective workout. Now, on the flip side, if you, yeah, if you do too much of that, or if you're just not, if you're, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then it's, counter, then it's counterproductive, and you're not getting the lessons that you should learn. So, maybe what I'm saying here is that sometimes it's good to take drugs, and sometimes it's not good. <laughs> yeah, we went through all that to pretty much say what you probably already knew anyways, right? But it's another perspective on it. It's something to think about how you're actually taking drugs, how you're interacting with your environment, and what you're learning from the challenges that come to you in everyday life. All right, so that does it for our day. Uh, we'll get into the conclusion in a second. Just appreciate you listening. Uh, let's go ahead and um, catch back up tomorrow if I don't talk to you soon. Uh, Just as an aside, or as a uh, thank you for listening to this podcast in its entirety before we head to the conclusion, I want to note that um, that Newton's Law of Motion that I was talking about earlier on, it's actually not the first law, but the uh, third law. The first law, if you're curious, so you don't have to look it up on Google, is um, an object at rest will stay at rest, and an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by an external or outside force. (laughs) Oops. Anyways, you get the picture. All right, let's get into that conclusion. Yeah, here we are in the conclusion of episode number 24, uh, talking a little bit less of the physical, uh, but still kind of talking about the physical in terms of supplements and uh, performance-enhancing drugs, because a lot of people are asking about that. And uh, I know uh, in, my, in my history, I was running track, and I had a lot of athletes that I would see taking all kinds of performance-enhancing performance drugs. And I even ran against this guy named Maurice Green. I don't know if you remember him, but he held the world record in the 100 for quite, a, quite some time before um, uh, Usain Bolt just pretty much demolished everybody. But Maurice Green was the American that held the world record, and I remember running against him in California, and he was putting on this weird cream that didn't smell like Ben Gay, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what that is, and uh, he kept, he didn't have, like, I remember seeing it, didn't have a label on it or anything like that, I'm not making any accusations, I'm not putting out that that Mo Green was doing drugs, I'm just saying, I don't know what that was, and that guy was really fast, and that stuff didn't have a label on it. Uh, and he and he put it in his bag really really quick when people looked at over at what he was doing. 
So I don't know. <laughs> we know that track and field is definitely one of those uh, where you kind of have to, because you always wonder, like, is that person doing drugs? Now, Usain Bolt, you look at him, he definitely didn't do drugs. That guy is just pretty much like uh, <laughs> like Hakeem from Coming to America. My man was just on juices and berries. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's... All right, so that's pretty much how it goes. I pretty much made my point, I think, with uh, supplements and uh, performance-enhancing drugs. You know what to do. And I, I hope you make the right decision, whatever it is. Or I shouldn't say the right decision. I hope you make a decision that, that serves you best. You know, just think about what's the best decision for you and, and make it. Whether it's taking supplements or, or performance-enhancing drugs or whatever. You know, whatever works for you and you know that it's going to work for you in the long run, um, more power to you. Well, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I have a great time recording these. It's always a blast. Today was an extra long one. I just got super long-winded. I guess I need to talk to more people throughout the day because, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time on this podcast today. <laughs> talk tomorrow, huh? Because, you know, we do these five days a week, so let's talk tomorrow. I promise I have something even better for you, and I'll try to be a little bit more concise. Thanks for listening, and uh, keep good company.